I might talk a little bit like this. Um. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about art, science, and technology. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, and to listen to loud music. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hello, I'm Rob Stenzinger. How you doing, baby? Doing pretty well. Pretty happy well. New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. It's great to be back with an episode so recent since our pri- prior episode. <laughs> okay, so we had a little bit of a gap there towards in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of 2019, but we're back in 2020, um, strong as ever. Right on. What's up? Uh, let's see. So last episode, what did we what did we talk about the the Instagram moments and all the you know comparison, comparison. and how do you um, how do you kind of push forward? It was a really good episode uh, for me personally. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I learned some things and came away with some new ideas, so I was pretty excited about that. It's good. It's a big. Um, it's a big topic for me. I, I, I feel confident in the problem solving, but I, I really look forward to building more habits to keep up, uh, the actual sharing. Um, we'll see. I may have to do some meta sharing, sharing about how I share and then share. Oh, I love that. That's really fun. But I think tonight that, um, I want to talk about 2020 and I want to talk about goals very good. That's that's kind of fitting. Feels pretty familiar to be talking with you about goals. <laughs> it's been all goals all the time re- lately. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's. Um, I've talked about goals a lot also uh, on my other podcast I do with Jersey Drozd. We did some reflection on 2019 and one whole episode that was totally building up as far as you know, getting ready to do goals in the following episode for 2020. So yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. Pretty practice. And, you know, there's that whole workshop thing that we made, that uh, the workbook and workshop. Absolutely. All around this topic. Yeah, the Where Next Journal. And mm-hmm. I really, I do want to talk through um, at least one of the um, exercises in the Where Next Journal and mm-hmm. how we use that in our goal planning. So I think our focus will really be on um, our goal planning and what we're looking at for goals for 2020. I know that both you and I do a lot of reflection and looking back. Um, but I think tonight we'll hmm. talk looking forward, looking forward. Okay. Maybe we'll do it in reverse order. Maybe we'll do a podcast like in June. That'll be like a looking back. I, I don't mind that. It's a useful exercise. It stands on its own. Like, I mean, because looking back is just, I mean, how we have it um, in our sort of workbook uh, is, I mean, it's it's a s- structured interview, self-interview thing. So yeah, I know. it's a tool. It's really useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So happy to do that. We'll do it sometime randomly later. It'll be good. All right. I like to, you know, shake it up a little bit and, you know, not be so, you know, we'll, we'll also maybe in March do a top 10 list. Sure. For the last decade? Yeah. Or for the decade before the last decade? (laughs) It'll be for the decade that just ended. Okay, good. Yeah. Now we won't go back. Yeah, you know, why not? We could go back to the 80s. Hmm. It's, yeah. A lot of of nostalgia for those, that that decade, which, um, you know, it's not like you vote which decade you experienced growing up, but like... I don't know. Like I had a lot of lot of happy things, but I, I'm not sorry to see the '80s gone. Like that was a there's a lot of rough '80s stuff. This is really surprising and confusing to me. Really? Yeah, because you wear those um, Zuba pants all the time. <laughs> I have never put <laughs> Zubas on my person anywhere, anytime. I've been within a few feet of Zubas. I've known people who wear Zubas. I don't have anything against people who wear Zubas, but I, yeah, certainly had lots of, lots of jokes about them growing up. And it's super weird. I thought about that recently because, you know, honestly, some kind of comfortable uh, loungewear. And I, I was like, you know, I bet those things are still around. And it just shows how um, narrow my loungewear, loungewear vocabulary is that I would actually reach for Zubas. Yeah, Zubas. Is, it, what is it like? Jeans, sweatpants, Zubas? That's about it. And then now there's yoga pants. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, no. You're <laughs> not going to wear yoga not, pants. Not necessarily my thing. All right. So well, let's talk a little bit about um, goals. Do you, So here's my first really like heavy loaded question for you. Okay. 
do you have your goals done for 2020? Uh, no, I don't. I have, so, I have a, like a working, I have, I'm ready to go. Like I can face a work week and I'm ready to um, hit the ground running with enough clarity and intention to, to make the things that I in general want to have happen. But I like, there's more specificity I'm working on still. Well, and it was a little bit of a trick question. Um, because really what I want to talk about as we start here and as we kick this off is um, what I'm, I'm thinking of how I want to word this, but what state or what level of done air quotes done, do you feel like you want to, you need to get your goals into, you know, initially? Cause I feel like my goals evolve throughout the year. I mean, I do, I sit and I write them all down and I get, you know, the first week of the year, they're all going to be, I was going to say in black and white, but I'm right now going through this phase where I like a lot of different color markers. So mm-hmm. mine are in rainbow colors. Hmm. <laughs> nice. I mean, that's, that's more lively. And I'm still, um, not in love with a set of markers. So I keep trying more markers around the house. So we'll see how this works out. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, whatever keeps the pen moving. So, right. So how, how is it going? Great. Like I have my kind of first draft down. I have my, I feel like I've got my goals really sketched out for the year. Hmm. Um, but I think, I, I guess I'm wondering, like, do you feel like you get yours to a, a done state and then that's what you kind of hold on to through the majority of the year? Uh, let's see. They're, they are not for me, like a set in stone kind of thing. It's, it's a, I have, it's like, I have things I want to accomplish that I, I mean, I consider goals, both uh, things that are thresholds and things that are sort of a way of being where it's kind of like, you just have to be that way or build the capacity to be a certain way. And then you just maintain that. Right. So building some habits is just a matter of like, well, working up to give you able to get the habit, repeat it and then keep it going. And then, are you that that's not the same thing as like running a 10k like that's a mm, you yep one is all, one is very much a done thing and one is 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 like an active it's happening until it's not happening kind of thing um yeah so one is a way of being one is a one is a threshold yeah and i have both kinds of goals in mm-hmm. my goal arena <laughs> okay well, so all right, goal goal arena. What um, is, is there some some uh, competition among your goals? Um, yes, there is always competition among my goals, and there's a lot of battles, right? Because there's only so many hours in a day, mm. and I definitely have things that are um, more comfortable to do hmm. than other things on my goal list. All things I'm excited and energized to work on, but definitely some that are. Uh, more within the comfort zone and others that are more on the outside of the comfort zone. Yeah. yeah same here. I mean, I some goals I'm carrying forward from last year into this year because of that very situation. And I mean, the big one that is for me is I have to get over this, um, how I'm really stuck when it comes to advertising the different projects I work oh, on. Oh, yeah. And... That's, uh, I think I have been working really hard toward like, why have I been stuck and how can I find ways forward? And I, I think I'm getting there and I'll be that's, able to do some experiments soon. That's, that's really it. important to figure out why you're stuck. Cause I have one where I'm really stuck on and it's similar. It's, it's really sharing my voice, um, in different, in different platforms. And there are certain platforms where I am just very, very stuck, um, hmm. And I, I haven't yet fully uncovered why I'm stuck. Okay. So I'm, that's something that I'm working on. That's on my, my list. What, is, what's, uh, what does unstuck look like? Are you trying to coach me right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I think unstuck looks like me sharing my voice out on, on these different platforms. You know, and I know you went through this, um, previously, you know, there's some, 
you know, I feel like my life is, is a little divided, right? So where I'm, I'm hung up is, is I don't share very much on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, because to me, that's, that's just got kind of a different part. I don't know, like a different viewpoint or a different, like part of my, my, my professional life is mm-hmm. there versus, um, the things that I share in other forums. And then, um, I'm still struggling with like what to share on like a LinkedIn, a more professional or some Slack channels, what to share mm-hmm. there versus, you know, Instagram, you know, if it's a creative project or something like that, that's pretty easy for me to share. But when it comes to the business and the professional stuff, um, I just feel like I haven't gotten my stride with my voice. Uh, let's see. I don't know if this was the main topic or what have you, but this is really fascinating. So, so like feeling stuck and working on getting unstuck. This is a nice thing to sort of feel you know, like. It's related to our goals, man. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, Let me find it on my goal sheet. Okay. Getting unstuck. Hmm. I've. Um, I mean, so for me, uh, a few years back, I, I did a project called unblocking, and that's I just made a promise to myself that I would post some some kind of visual art, whether very detailed or not, mm-hmm. every single day for the entire year. And um, I remember this. Yep. Yeah. Sure. You had some really cool stuff that came out of that project, some really, really cool designs that, you know, you end up starting to group things together. Like you would kind of draw like for 10 or 20 days in a row, like in a similar style. And you're like, Hey, all those characters are, could be part of a story. And then that kind of thing would mm-hmm. start to evolve. And then I can remember you saying, Ooh, but I need a villain. And then, you know, a couple of days of sketches would be villains for that same kind of art style. Yeah. 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 It's, it was a really cool project. Um, and I'm not saying that as a prescription kind of thing. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you, you, you mentioned that, you know, that I've been, I have dealt with that kind of thing before too. And, and it comes up, uh, for me, it just keeps, it, it, it does come up again, in, but in different ways. So it's like now, I mean, I have proven that I can go through the gauntlet of doing something that I think might be um, interesting, worth sharing, maybe entertaining in some way, and be less attached to the uh, the rendering style, the media and techniques and all that kind of stuff, and just sort of just say something every day. I've got, I've gone through that gauntlet, but then... Uh, the, but of course there with goals, right? So there's always mm-hmm. a next thing if, um, and I wonder if that's some, sometimes some folks have a tension with goals where that you know, like, a not always, you know, f- have positive regard for, for, yeah, I want to make this thing happen, but there's this kind of stress maybe of like, okay, I accomplished this and then shouldn't I be good because I made that thing happen uh, and yeah. aren't I done? Right. When am I done with these goals? And then, but, but then again, you can always, because of the new position that you're in, you can see another place to be or, or capacity to develop or something. Well, that's why you have to write smart goals, right? Mm. Sorry, that, that acronym drives me crazy. The, mm-hmm. the measurable. Tools are funny. I, blah, I agree. Blah, blah. Like I, so Specific, I love them. Specific, measurable. Let's see, Smurfy, um, uh, milk, milk chocolate, <laughs> alphabets. <laughs> no, so so smart acronyms, what have you. They're tools. Yeah. They're tools. And I, I'm someone who has a, a whole truckload of metaphors and and design tools and sure. whatnot. And but I, um, I'm really curious. Like, what's your tension with that kind of like with smart goals? Because it's what is it? It's uh, specific, measurable. Uh, actionable something R and T. Yeah, R and T. I can't remember. Yeah. Um. No, I think it's good. I think just sometimes I like a softer goal. Um. I want. Well, you know, there are some things that I think are more. I don't know. That just maybe aren't measurable. That I just it's something I want to explore. Hmm. And so I'm gonna put that on my goal and it might not have a measure that makes, and maybe it's just, it wouldn't, it's not a measure that would make sense to anyone else, but it's a measure for me. Like I feel like I mm-hmm. get that or understand that or experienced this. 
sure, it can have a more of, a, of a, an emotional truth than some sort of scientific observable phenomena truth. Yeah. And that's... That's great. I I use the heck and abuse the heck out of goals for all the kinds of things. Like even like I know I put too many goals on my list because I want to have these be where I have waste in my life. You know what I mean? I don't want to <laughs> have, uh, you know, just to, to be like, well, where do I want to go next? And I have some inclination yeah. to have a dialogue with myself about, yeah, I have thought about this. What's beyond this this certain threshold? It's maybe that thing I wrote down earlier this year in in my goals. And I, I get to have that dialogue, hopefully a pretty enriched and not too drawn out kind of thing and, and can keep moving where, uh, yeah, I guess I just get to keep affecting myself that way as opposed to just sort of um, needing to go back to the drawing board fully or something like that. No, that um, makes sense. Hmm. That makes sense. And it's, it's nice. To, I know you do this. It's nice to have those goals that build upon each other or that mm-hmm. um, kind of point us in that direction. Hmm. Okay. So the Wear Next Journal, we talk about this in the video and it kind of relates to exactly what you're saying. Kind of you put too many goals on because you know, then, you know, as you accomplish things, you kind of know your direction and where you're headed. Um, or, you know, for me, sometimes it's even, if I have, um, this is going to sound silly, but if I have unexpected downtime or unexpected free time and I'm like, wait, what, what should I, you know, what should I be doing? It's somewhere I can look and say, mm-hmm. okay, here are the things that matter to me. So instead of, you know, scrolling on Instagram for an hour or, you know, watching some TV, I can take a look at my goals and be like, ah, I'm going to go work on this thing. Or, mm-hmm. Hey, that goal over there has, um, hasn't gotten much love this week. I'm going to go, um, you know, work on something in that area. I think you, you just said that something that uh, a lot more clearly than I think I was, that I was sort of trying to get at where it's like, it, it's maybe, and I'm going to misquote you, but in a way my goals are my TV or they're one of my, <laughs> one of my forms of um, like entertainment and involvement and whatnot. And I have a deep conversation with myself. And as I get these goals out, so I know it's a fairly enriched source of just nourishing things I believe in, even if I can't bring them all about in one given year or what have you. But, um, but I can always tune in. I can always tune in and be affected by my own goals. Um, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, again, that's kind of where I was headed with, with the Wear Next Journal when we talk about this, that oftentimes we have found, you know, because we've been doing goal planning now for nearly 20 years and and in different ways and different formats. And we have found that, you know, I might put something on my goal list one year um, and I don't quite get it done. I just, I just don't accomplish it. I don't quite get it done. And I can feel kind of frustrated at the end of the year. But oftentimes what we have found now that we've been doing this for as long as we have is that when we look back, almost all those things ended up, end up happening. Um, you know, we end up building or making or bringing into the world all of those things on those lists. They don't always happen in the year that we want them to or the year that we plan it. Um, but we can very clearly see that we're laying those foundational pieces and that the plan and the process work. And so I think that's mm-hmm. really cool. And I think that's probably why we both tend to have a little bit more in our goal sheet. Because, you know, and honestly, it's not like we're just doing a one-year goal it's almost like hey here's my three I'm, I'm back at my day job now here's my three to five year strategy and mm-hmm. you know um here's the most important things that we're going to focus on in the next you know 12 to 18 months i think it makes sense there's a it's, there's a rollingness to it there's a soft edge fuzzy fog as far as the boundaries of a year year to year or even day to day and week to week right because yeah. you can in your planning and figuring out like your, your capacity for getting what you want to get done. And you're like, well, when am I going to start working on this new habit or this project versus that project? And you look at your, the hours in the day and the, and the, the sort of flow of what you can commit to day to day, week to week. Um, like I remember when we read that book, um, I know how she does it by Laura Vanderkam. Oh yeah. Uh, and that was like, Oh, I had a lot of aha moments with that because of her idea of tiling and how there's kind of a pattern that doesn't just cleanly fit into one day. Right. 
our, my goals for a year are just like that too. Mm, absolutely. It doesn't cleanly fit into one year. And I honestly am okay with it. Yeah. I am too now, but I think that's taken some practice and that's taken some experience and mm-hmm. honestly taken some reflection in seeing, oh yeah, that goal I wrote three years ago, I have fully accomplished that now, you know? Um, and, and seeing that more than, you know, kind of time and time again uh, has really, I think, helped to kind of push me forward and in, in, mm-hmm. in, in being more... Uh, forgiving when something doesn't. What does it feel like when you look at that? And I'm I'm guessing I'm asking a loaded question, but when you've sort of been, you've had enough distance over time about a thing and you're writing new goals, but somehow you're fishing through a journal or an old, Mm -hmm. um, you know, goals list or something, and you look back and somehow reconnect with one of those things where you're like, oh, well, that actually happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's that like? It's, it's very affirming. Hmm. Um, it's very, um, I always smile. It's kind of a little smile smirk. And sometimes, um, not always, sometimes it's like, yeah, I fought really hard to change that behavior or save that money or whatever, you know, it is. Um, but other times it's like, huh, like I just kept pushing and kept moving towards that goal without, um, I don't know if conscious effort is the right word, but you know, there's, I, I guess I've had both experiences happen. I've had things where it's like, yep, I've worked really hard to make that happen. And it took me four years instead of one. Mm. And then there's other ones where it's like, ah, oh, that's done. I, I totally do that now. Or I totally stopped doing that. And, mm. You know, and I didn't realize it. <laughs> Is yeah. that silly? It's not silly. It's, I mean, for me, I, I, I think I say, holy crap, every time. <laughs> like, like that, it's, and I say it, it's not out of a sense of, it might feel like magic, but basically we have short-term memory and, and there's only so much of this that you can hold in your head and you can have the habits that reinforce and when yeah. you remind yourself and you come up with intentions and in on day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, quarter-to-quarter, year-to-year, all that stuff. And, but even with all that, like stuff falls out of memory. Sure. And, and then you'll suddenly notice like... Um, I'll, it, like I might, I might capture a quote that I really care about that it's like, I want, this is, this is a, uh, this is motivating to me and it's, it's a, um, it's, it's an ambition I feel, but, but it's out of reach or something. Then I can look back at some of my, my notes at some point and go like, oh my gosh, like this is like, I really feel like I'm in touch with this now or, and then the goals it happens over and over. So that, that is a, um, Seeing that enough, it's at whatever this is, like what, what we're trying to do is in a yeah. way just say, um, like, what, what's the positives out of this? Saying like, hey, it's okay if you forget your goals or we, what are we saying? Um, I think we're saying everybody stop what they're doing and write their goals. Okay. Sit down, think about what you want, think about what you want your life to be and write your goals. Mm-hmm. And whether you stick them in a drawer or you look at them every single day, just doing that activity, doing that action of sitting down, taking the time to think about what do I want for my life? What do, how do I want my life to be? Will have powerful impact. That'd be my message. I think that's a, that's a pretty great message. And I, what could I add to that? Bumper sticker? Uh, we'd have to, I'd have to roll the tape back. I'm not sure if it would fit on a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I think me saying, that's a great message, Kate, but would fit on a bumper sticker. <laughs> um, but uh, let's see. So if capturing your goals, and I would say to not lose um, hope. Don't try not to get negative self-talk when it comes to your goals, the best you can, right? Where if the in the process, like I feel a lot of anxiousness. I feel like yeah. stress and frustration about oh like, goodness, oh, yes. I'm super attached to to making this or that happen, um, whether, you know, it's, it, it's, it's a career or financial or some kind of, um, 
yeah, goal or experience or whatever, um, projects, this and that. There's, there's always this, uh, the, this the, the danger of being hurt by your own ambition or your feelings about your own ambition. And I think if you're open to the idea of sort of having a little bit of an arm's length um, connection with that, where if you can take that idea out of your head, express it, put it somewhere where you will look at it at some point. Yeah. And of course, best practice would be probably more frequently than less frequently. But even if it's once a year, it's better than nothing. And, and when you reconnect with it, be gentle. That's that. That would be my thing. Is just like yeah. Have a have a gentle connection with your um, your ambition and goals, and it will probably lead to a progression of getting that stuff done. Yep. Eventually. Positivity, and that's really important. And I can remember because you know we've do our goal reflection process every year Mm -hmm. and woof, I can remember some, some years being really hard on myself Mm. and just really struggling with, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that because I wasn't counting, you know, the, um, interim steps. I wasn't counting the, that part of it. It was like, Oh, not done. Mm. Right. Didn't win the lottery. (laughs) Sure. Well, there's some things that are way out of your, of your control. So it's good to acknowledge that. Right because I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be able to affect that outcome. <laughs> the two tickets I bought all year didn't win the lottery It's <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, even that. So good point. Um, the nature of that problem, even if you buy a lot of tickets, is that you are not really affecting the outcome. Um, statistics uh, would indicate that is... Um, this is art and science. This is not math. Fair enough. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I'm with you. Totally agree. So, but but you are going to affect other things. Like yes, yeah. There's and it does, and you see it, and you know, and you can, you know, you can see it, and you can feel it happen again if you do this work and you track this mm-hmm. kind of ongoing. All right. So, um, so should we talk about the the where next journal really quick? I mean, we've yeah. I mean, we've talked okay. about our process. We've talked about um, some of the things we've done. But I would like to. Um, just talk about one of the um, one of the activities in the Wear Next Journal, and again, this is something that you can get. Um, there'll be links in the show notes uh, mm-hmm. for the Wear Next Journal. You can download a PDF of the um, of the brief version of the document for free, mm-hmm. um, and that's got six activities in it. Um, there's also a longer version that has some more kind of practice pages, like places to really get your ideas out. Um, as well as more explanation around how to do the exercises. And then there's also a version with a 20-minute, 30-minute video. Almost 30 minutes. Almost 30 minutes, thank you. So, yeah, we've got the Where Next Journal, the printable PDF, and we also have goal setting using design plus storytelling, which is the workshop and the journal. So if you get the video workshop, the 30-page journal comes with, and that has all seven activities, and um, it's... It's you know all the warm ups, everything that you mentioned, and uh, that's uh, we have easy easy links in the show notes. But then if you're if you're all fired up and you're hearing this in your ear, you can go to gum.co/slash/wnxtj. That's gum.co/slash/wnxtj for the Wear Next Journal, or you can go to gum.co/slash/gsuds for the video, the full workshop plus the journal. So that would be gum.co slash gsuds and they both are at a very fair price i mean this is the kind of thing where you'd you know pay like 50 bucks for a workshop whatever and and uh and honestly the uh the the video plus everything is is just 19 bucks fantastic uh, yeah and the but uh, the standalone workbook for all 30 pages is five bucks but the one that's 10 is it's free so just there you go fantastic options for you so in the in the Wear Next journal um, and in the goal setting and using design and storytelling materials, um, we have an activity that we call that we call Life in Five, and this is really one of the the first th- steps that we like to take when we're doing our goal planning, and that is where you just really sit down and you brainstorm through what do I want my life to look like in five years, and this is more of a, a creative journaling, creative narrative. Um, exercise than a goal setting. Like this Mm -hmm. isn't setting your goals for five years. This is describe poetically, if you will, Mm. um, what your life is going to look like in five years and what are those things that are important to you. So it's interesting when you do this to see kind of what things pop up and what things come out. 
Um, yeah, it could be a paragraph, sentences, fragments, poetry, whatever. Yeah. It's that it's it's um it's a technique that in design we call well design fiction. You're writing about a future as if you're living in that future. Yep, and I've done it as a narrative. I've done it as a bullet a set of bulleted lists. Um, that's actually often how mine how mine goes. It starts with a bulleted list and then maybe add a little narrative to it. Um, in the in the journal, we have a couple of additional prompts that we, um, you know, not just what's your life look like in five years, but we also ask you to think through, if you knew you wouldn't fail, what would your life look like in five years? Because that also can open up some doors to um, really creative design fiction around, you know, hey, if I knew this was going to work out, you know, here's the leaps I would take or here's the the risks I would take in my life. So another one of the exercises that's that is in the book, you know, so we talk about what if you couldn't fail. And the other one that this usually for me is a good unblocking one is, you know, if money um, and resources were not a constraint, what would your life look like in five years? And that usually helps to kind of get some juices flowing for me from a writing perspective um, to not have um, not have resource constraints. Yeah. So if you... Um you're throwing yourself in a different perspective, and because of your different perspective, hopefully you're seeing um, seeing your circumstance in a new way. I mean, that's this is what it's in a way. It's a I think it's a reasonably well planned uh, trick. I guess it's a, it's a you can call it a trick or or just a tool to um, get you to just produce ideas in this sort of you know future positioned looking back perspective. Um, and then, and then kind of removing, I guess, removing barriers, removing barriers like time, removing barriers like, um, resources. Yeah. So I find it really useful. And, um, you know, if you haven't done that, I would suggest people give that a shot and give that a try. Well, and of course you can download the free version of Aware Next yeah. Journal and give that a try. And, um, okay. Let's see here. I'm just trying to think if there's anything I feel like sharing from my Wear Next journal. What does it look feel like to allow yourself success success in all areas of your life? Um, that that's someone that that we we didn't mention. So like uh, oh yeah, like, I so, forgot that one. Yeah, so there's one of the um, steps in the Life in Five exercise is that one that is asking the question, "What does it look like look like slash feel like to allow yourself success in all areas of your life?" And that can be interesting because you're, you're, it's a hypothetical. You're, you're, again, you're imagining yourself in a different circumstance. Um, do you want to know what I say on that one? What do you say? This one's a really interesting one for me. So um, allowing yourself success in all areas of your life. And I think this is somewhat common. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to sound like a silly person. But um, I say that's, that feels really scary. Hmm. Scary is the emotion that comes to me when I imagine myself having success in all areas of my life, I've always been a person that um, waits for the other shoe to drop. So like I get very anxious if things are going too well. Hmm. Um, That makes me very, very nervous and anxious. And I like there to be balance in the universe. So I have to have an equal amount of junk and and, um, good stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But I know that that is false, and I know that that is um, not a good belief to walk around with. So in that section, that's exactly what I wrote to, um, is, you know, mine talks about feeling the fear and the scare, and I don't know why it doesn't feel balanced for me. Um, it's a, And I write right in here, this is one of my biggest limiting beliefs. And then it says, you know, that this is something that um, I definitely need more thought and needs to show up in my goals. Hmm. How? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if it's because, you know, we, we're married. We have a lot of similarities. We spend some time together. We spend time together. So like, (laughs) uh, but what's funny is I, mine isn't like the same, but I have a similar thing where I say this, it feels freeing and at the moment intimidating. Interesting. And, you went intimidating, yeah. and I mm-hmm. went fear. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. So it's similar, right? I mean, it's a little scary. Yeah, but I love that you to... say it also feels freeing because it should, and it and and at least you know, and you know, when you do these, everybody, it's 
kind of where your mind and your heart is at at the time that you're sitting down to do it. And at the day I sat down to write this, I remember um, not being able to get past, not being able to work past that. No, it feels scary to think about this. Mm. So I love the word freeing. Yeah, because, well, I mean, feeling like... um like there's great things going on in every area of my life and every area of my life as I define it are like areas like, um, uh, family, friends, fitness, uh, finance, not everything starts with F. Um, <laughs> you but and your alliteration, I love it. It's, uh, but, and if, if, if all of these things are like, you know, going, going well, I mean, that, that does feel great, but it also feels like, um, like to me, I like, where does the intimidation come from? The intimidation for me comes from, am I doing enough of the right things with this, this, these gifts and these resources that I have? And have I, does that mean, it's like I, I and, and it also implies that there's some, cause, because I do feel very fortunate and successful in so many ways, but like, I feel like I have blind spots that I'm always trying to find. Oh, sure. And but- so that this implies that I found them. And it's like, I just imagined I found them, but I didn't find them. <laughs> so That's free. Freeing. That would be freeing. So now you know, I know all my blind spots. Mm. Hmm. Maybe a little more design fiction on that. That's awesome, though. Okay. Yeah. So, but it, I did feel it, but it was useful. I wrote a, plenty more than that, but that's, yeah, just a little, little taste. Okay. What, uh, what do we think here? That was a... What we wanted to cover in the Where Next Journal? Yes, okay. I think that's what we wanted to cover in the Where Next Journal. Um, so I do have another question for you, though. Oh, wonderful. When you think through all of your goals and all of the goal work that you've been doing, um, what's one-ish um, thing that you're most excited about? Mm, like, <laughs> excitement can mean a lot of stuff. Um, do you... <laughs> Do you mean with a uh, positive sentiment or maybe a negative sentiment? Like I'm, I'm excited. Positive. Oh, okay. Positive. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think excitement is used in a negative. Okay. Uh, let's see. What am I excited about my goals? I, I love to build things I believe in. So there's a whole lot of projects and products that are, um, that are in this year ahead that I'll be building. Oh, nice. So that's, pretty exciting that is very exciting Mm -hmm. i love that positively exciting positively exciting (laughs) (laughs) positive stress (laughs) yeah that's great um i think mine is around learning like i have a lot of goals this year around different things that i want to learn or study or um understand better and i'm pretty excited and fired up about that and some of it is very um like personal and internal and understanding myself better. Hmm. And some of it is just, I want to know more about, you know, science, but it's more, it's more, you know, more specific things than that. Hmm. Excited about the learning. Yeah. About my learning goals that I have, Hmm. different things that I want to spend time focused on. That's uh, okay. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Um, well, I think we probably have some picks. All right. So the, are we I know it's 2020. The, yeah. It's a whole new year, but I just don't feel like an art and science punk without a couple of picks. Yeah, that I I like it. it takes the pressure off this uh, the topic. Let's let's move on. Were you feeling a lot of pressure on the topic? Oh, you know, I mean, honestly, the, we've. Uh, we could keep on going, right? I mean, it was it was hard. Like, uh, it was a lot of editing to get that workshop down to twenty eight minutes. Oh and, man, uh, was it? We could talk goal setting mm-hmm. and you know probably do a weekend workshop for folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. So okay, good, so one. I guess there's about... one more thing I am gonna add. Oh, because in the I will say that you know this is the first time we've put the the wear next journal out there, and um, it was very difficult to figure out what things we wanted to put into the journal and to leave out of the journal because to be honest, we have um, slightly different processes that you and I use and mm-hmm. very lengthy processes. Well, a superset, really. I wouldn't say it's um, like, like I used the Wear Next Journal this year. Yeah, so did right? I. Yeah. Of course. And, um, and it represents like, again, like a, a selection, but we, 
but that's very curated. It was curated in a yeah. way like thinking of an audience starting to join us in this process and all that. But like, yeah, there's way more to my process than. <laughs> that's where I was headed. My point okay. was going to be that your process, instead of being a 30 page PDF, would have been a 100 page PDF. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe, but it's it, it, part of it. The reason why would, the page count goes up is because I keep my other um, goal resources over time, and I refer to them because I want Absolutely, to. Yeah, yeah, I want to keep the the process going, and I know that this stuff blends and it grows on each other, flows over from year to year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I totally I carry that with yeah. me. So part of it's my my prior reference, and part of it's my journaling and note taking, and part of it is um, just having more to more to ask myself to try to um, just get that get that enriched list of things that I really want to um, make happen from a variety of perspectives. So I'm not just thinking in one one mode of, of, of thinking, not just sitting there um, affected by, uh, oh, I need to get this done by a certain time. I need, I'm, I'm a little hungry or I have these other, this other deadline or whatever. It's, I want to tackle the, the idea of goals from enough angles that I just feel like I've, I've been able to bring about the most broad perspective that I can and, and with enough of the depth that I have practiced over time as well with journaling and all that. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. So, yeah. And I think I wanted to bring it up because, you know, we put out this subset of the activities that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, that these are, these are my favorites. I can for sure say that my favorite activities ended up in there. Um, but I think there is more to it. And so I want people to you know, use what works for them and, and add to and take away as, as things work for them. And I look forward to us kind of continuing to, to grow the journal and, um, you know, maybe refine, but I'm thinking more grow with some of the things that, um, we also find that we use a lot. Well, I mean, one obvious one is our couple's goal planning. Right. So, right. Where next journal, um, is not incompatible with couple sure, goal planning sure. at all, but there's a, like we do a few other activities that's that can try to you know like find the commonality among our goals and and try to reinforce and support one another and stuff. So, yeah, that's totally an opportunity for a future workshop or an extension, maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe wouldn't maybe it'd be as long as the other uh, the goal setting using design plus storytelling, or maybe it'd be just a little add on. I don't sure. know. Sure, but I think that would be fun too as well. So mm-hmm. anyway, I think there's a lot of fun happening with the the goal setting stuff. Yeah, I think that yeah, more to come, right? We'll, That's we'll what keep I it hope. up. We teased that we were working on a couples goal setting workshop I too. Know. And what ended up coming out of that whole process was this one. Yeah. This one needs to kind of get out into the world first. Mm-hmm. And then it's something that you can build on with the couple's goal setting. Yeah. I'm So, yeah, I guess I'm glad that that came up. So, yeah, I mean, in our timeline, I mean, that was a few months back, but it was it's only like three or four episodes back where we did that tease. You're just not going to let it go that I kind of fell down on my producing duties and didn't get an episode yeah. in. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. There we go. You're funny. All right. So, dare I ask, do you have a pick? Well, I do. I mean, like like you mentioned, the thing we do every week to celebrate our, our interest in the formal and informal joy of art and science, like each of us has a pick. I have art this week. And it, like, so a pick is just something fun that we find that we're like, this is exciting and I learned from or what have you. And I, um, let's see, I noticed uh, some things being talked about the other day on the, the Twitter, right? Oh, the Twitter. And there was big feelings. It sometimes happens to be the case. And I actually started taking notes and thinking about it and reading about it. And all of a sudden, an artist I really respect, uh, who is like very skilled and practiced and with tons of knowledge and natural media and stuff, comes in and chimes and then like just provides a ton of resources on this topic. So what happened was there was some conversation about using um, alcohol-based markers, right? So you can have like your Copics and a few other famous fancy markers that when you use a marker with that kind of um, uh, 
how the pigment gets out of it, um, it blends well. So like an, an alcohol-based marker is really fun to use as an artist. It's like this. Cool. I had no idea. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I like Copic markers so much. And they totally should sponsor the show. Would love to give them an ad spot beyond this, you know, improvised one. But um, there's some trade-offs, right? So I guess, and I have not done the chemistry on this, but I started doing doing reading, wondering about like the chemistry of paper and the chemistry of markers and the pigment and stuff like that. How does this work? But like that's a giant research topic. So yeah, just sort of that's huge. So I mean, I gathered a few links, and I was like, ah, I did some reading. I didn't fully come up with a strong enough point of view, so I just sort of you know tabled it. Where I'm like, I've got other projects and fish to fry right now. This is not my my main project, and you know, including I'm working on my goals. But you know what, uh, Becca Hilburn who is at Natto Soup on Twitter, uh, came along and provided a ton of awesome links and resources oh, cool. about um, using different type of pigment-based and the medium in which the pigment is is um, dissolved and all that kind of stuff, uh, markers and materials, and getting this, um, dealing with the sort of archival quality conversation. And when I was doing some casual reading about it, and I'll put this link into that I just... I, what's funny is I stumbled on a link from the National Gallery of Australia. It's not about Copic markers and alcohol-based things, but it's like when you're running an institution that sure. you need to preserve the artwork, right? Yeah. And even recently, this uh, uh, like this last October, what was it, late September, early October, I, I had this amazing tour of the Billy Ireland oh, yeah. um, uh, Cartoon Library and Museum uh, archives, and it was awesome, but like how they store things and the kind of lights they use and the and the um, the environmental the the temperature and uh, all the atmosphere it's so heavily maintained, including including physical security, like all sorts of things. That's, so like, well, I think it would have to be, but that's very cool to have gotten to go behind the scenes. Oh my gosh, that was a a stunningly awesome tour, and. Um, and I mean, I got to see things like um, uh, Peanuts cartoon strips that were, you know, like the ones before they showed up in the newspaper, not just old newspapers, but like wow. literally, yeah, the like hand drawn by Charles Schultz and even like informal correspondence and all this kind of stuff from a variety of cartoonists for um, the especially the last, you know, 100, 150 years, but even like up to like over 200 years of from different places and some of these these cartoons weren't on medium media that I think was meant to last that long. Oh wow. So it reminded like seeing the seeing the grumpy feelings on Twitter talk about artists charging a lot for commissions and then me thinking about then I got all UX on it and I thought about the what are the motivations of the artist and the the, the patron and sure. and is it that they're that are they doing this to support the artist then why would they be worried as much about the archival quality whatever whatever so I think it depends on the nature of that transaction and Becca even covers that kind of thing in, in her her thread um, but I'm jumping all over the place so the, so <laughs> so the thing is as far as at the National Gallery of Australia why do why do um, paintings deteriorate they, they mentioned light heat moisture air pollutants dust dirt insects physical vibration and impact right okay so all that stuff goes into it and yeah also the acidity of the paper and all that and whatever uh, the acidity of the materials uh, because it's going to eat itself over time and so that's where the whole idea of archival quality comes in Becca covers this stuff in her thread and um, and so much more she shares different examples of um, archival stuff and not archival stuff that she's created over the years um, she talks about her favorite materials and um, Wow, that's that. so great. I love that she's got all that research in there. So um, I guess I should share a link to the, the, um, the well, of course, Becca's thread, which is my, that's my pick, right? And then mm -hmm. their supporting materials to, as far as the, um, um, how the National Gallery of Australia, of Australia describes their preventative conserva conservation for art. You think about the factors that go in there. And, you know, of course, a link to the Billy Ireland because it's oh, awesome. Yeah, fantastic. I love it. All right. So big pick, 
That is big pick, and honestly, that was a bit of art and science. Yeah, I like it. I, 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 my pick last week was that too, where I was like science, but it's also yeah, kind of art. You know, but that's just kind of the way life is, right? I mean, things don't fit neatly into a bucket, um, and particularly with art and science. And I love when um, when we can join them or marry them or um, cross link them. Absolutely. I mean, it's uh, the inspiration, finding meaning, um, taking on in, on interesting questions and problems in science totally comes from people's beliefs and the, the stories and ideas. It's just that science provides the discipline to create sort of a stable knowledge base built off of what others have built and then to maybe contribute to it and whatnot to solve more interesting problems and understand the universe. And But like art's where the meaning comes from. I think lots of folks have said this. I didn't. This is. I was just going to ask you to make me another bumper sticker. Who am I? That was a good one, honey. Okay. I like that, Robbie. Well, thanks. Just reacting to you. Oh. So you have a pick. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to follow that, though. (laughs) Art in the universe, humanity. Um, so my science pick is I got very curious um, around what is the actual chemistry that happens around slime, right? So slime is like the thing. It has been for a while. And we have this ongoing joke in our house. Um, I make slime with the kids all the time, but every time they make slime at ho- at school and bring it home, they always say the same thing. We got to make slime at school because we know you hate slime and you never make slime. And I'm like, I make slime with you guys all the flipping time. I have all this, every slime ingredient there is, I have. But they still love to tell this story that I hate slime. So I decided. Are you going to do some kind of one-upmanship thing with slime? What are you doing? I'm going to just make like 17 kinds of slime while they sleep. Okay. And then, like, not even say anything. And if they're like, hey, what is all this? I'm like, don't touch it. That's my slime. Okay. That's my plan. Good all plan, right. bad plan. It's, it's decent. I think you should also um, make it a prop and be juggling it or wearing it or something. Slime necklace? Yeah. I kind mean, of don't want to get it in my hair, though. Ah, uh, you do hate it. <laughs> okay, so I got curious about what is the actual chemistry behind slime and kind of what's going on, and I want to be able to to share more slime knowledge. And so most of the slime recipes that we have are, are very similar. So it's usually starts with a glue base, right? So you've got a glue and then you're going to add something to it. Um, sometimes it's borax. Um, one that I find super interesting is um, contact solution, saline solution for your contacts hmm. um, as another one. And then, you know, liquid starch, which who, who has liquid starch anymore? I mean, I know you can still get it, but I think the only reason they sell it is for kids to make slime. Just per- you guys, let me know if I'm totally wrong, and you're all out there using liquid starch on your. What would it be? F- was it? Would it be for f- kitchen use or? No, it was to starch your shirts, your dress shirts. Starching clothing. Okay. Right. Right, and it's yeah. and it's actual like, is it metaphorically starch Babe, or is I've, it like starch in potatoes? Uh, Sorry, I don't really I don't know, know I'm, I'm a just... whole lot about liquid starch because right. I don't iron. Nor do I. So, but as it comes into play with slime, the chemistry behind it, um, what I've learned um, from my internet learning, my internet research, I didn't go to chemistry school or anything for this, was that, you know, um, slime is, is really... Um, well, it was funny because I, I made a joke a little bit ago about cross-linking, and that's the, the process that happens is the, the molecules cross-link. But, so it's a polymer. So the glue is a polymer, and, and that's why you, you know, like a, a washable school glue is kind of the best, like an Elmer's glue is the best to use. Mm. And then you have to add a slime activator, and that's where the borax or the saline or whatever um, other ingredients come in. Mm. And that changes the position of the molecules in the glue, and it's they cross-link. And so the chemical reaction occurs between the glue and the, the borax or the saline solution, and they cross-link, and it makes it stretchy in this whole slimy thing. And the other term that I learned, i got to find it here, um, oh, it's a non-Newtonian fluid. 
It's mm. neither liquid nor solid. It can be picked up like a solid, but it will also ooze like a liquid. So when you make, I mean, there's different kinds of slime, but when you make that slime that's like, gets really, feels really hard and crusty, if you grab it, but then if you just let it sit in your hands, it like oozes like slime. That's called a non-Newtonian fluid. And I found that um, referenced in several places and several articles about the chemistry behind slime. So the molecules cross-link, make a new uh, substance that is a non-Newtonian fluid. Hmm. How sci-fi. That sounds pretty fancy. Now, my next research is going to be into how non-Newtonian fluid was named because I'm very curious. I would guess it's related to the mathematical principles Newton set up in Principia Mathematica or something like that. Well, Basics maybe. Basics of physics. So it probably is saying that it doesn't fit one formula. It fits two formulas for physics. You know, I'm guessing. Oh, sure. Sure. That would make sense. Total, and, total guess. Well, I'll look it up and I will let you know. Hmm. Nice. Uh, you know, I like to use these guessing things to like, I, it's been a while, but I haven't played a trivia game. Maybe that's why I'm doing this. I don't know. That's right. great. No, it's good. It's a good form of it's a good way of learning too, because it's like okay, now you've kind of got a hypothesis, so mm-hmm. now you go and investigate. Exactly. Science. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be in the show notes because <laughs> it's not verified or looked up. But Science. hopefully, it was fun to go on that thinking journey with us. Yay! Well, I think that wraps us up for today. Very good. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our Art and Science Punks community. Robbie, where can the people find us online? Well, um, <clears throat> we are Art and Science Punks on Instagram. So there's that and in our name, right? That's normally there. But then on Twitter, it's not enough room in their usernaming convention. So there, we are just Art Science Punks. But we're still punks, and that's what matters. And you've already found our podcast feed, but if you're still looking for it... Well, hopefully you can find it again. Find it again right? There you go. Um, at artsciencepunks.fireside.fm. We're also available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Podcasts, where we really, really do appreciate your kind words and ratings. Thanks, and you can reach me at our Art and Science Punks Instagram or at Kate Stenzinger on Instagram or Kate Stenzinger on Twitter. Nice. Well, and I'm on that all those social networks as Rob Stenzinger. Let's go make some slime. Mm-hmm. And squeaky chairs. <laughs> Never sat so still in my life as on this stupid squeaky chair. I think we used that chair before. I think, uh, come to think of it, that was... In the earlier, earlier um, prototype art and science punks podcasts. Remember those? Okay. I'm answering with squeaks. You're squeaking? Yeah. It's, yeah, because it was familiar. After a while, I was like, hey, wait a minute. That's why we don't use the drum throne. Uh. Also, the drum throne is not that comfortable. It's not that bad, but the fact that, you know, like when you're sitting on a stool, you need to like, ergonomically keep moving your body right that's why they make them that wobble sure so we'll have to figure out that thing we'll have to figure out a way for our audience to do some support i suppose like honestly if um people want to support us or plan goals you can either way with both motivations work right to go to our gumroad store and pick up uh, the word next journal then we could get a non-squeaky chair it's exactly it's fun the non-squeaky chair Fund the non-squeaky chair. I and like this. Get, you know, if, if you and your friends would go to the... Um, it's also on Skillshare. So if you search for me on... on so the, Even though it's co-presented, I'm the one who has our Skillshare profile. So if you go to Skillshare.com and search for Rob Sensinger, you're going to see um, the uh, goal setting using design plus storytelling workshop, among the others I do there as well. It's funny. Like, so we're like in the, the bonus segment where who knows whatever happens. And there was like another commercial. I know. It's just, part of my goals. I need to do these commercials. You need to do these ads. I these have to ads get, are important. I have to get more comfortable with it. So it's like topical. It is. Do you know what else happens though? What happens? I start reading other things in your office. 
Bring it. What are you reading? Huff Duff It. Huff Duff It. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what that is, and it might not be safe. Not safe for work. It's total. Well, it depends on what you're huff duffing. You can huff oh duff. God. You can huff duff a safe thing. Huff duff an unsafe thing. It, the huff duff doesn't matter. It's, huff duff is a neutral thing in the universe. That huffing is not safe. Huff duffing is safe and neutral. So huff duffer is a. Um, wow, there's I N G and E R. Okay. Huff duffer is a service that lets you sort of bookmark uh, media. And it'll turn it into a little podcast feed for you that expires. So if you're on YouTube, you're like, ah, I want to hear this. There's TED Talk. Or if I want to, um, you know, you're on some Just podcast. watch the TED that, Talk. Like, so honestly, if someone stumbles across it on Science Punks, they could huff duff it. And it would show up in, the, in, their, in their huff duffer feed, which they then subscribe to in their podcatcher, which then all oh, of a sudden. Oh, my God. Just want to watch TED Talk? Go watch TED Talk. You want to listen to a podcast? Go listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. Don't, 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 t- don't, don't huff shame. 